gentlemen we're back again with another podcast today today we have adrian here a good friend of mine we met a while back it's probably been about i would say three plus years now yeah right yeah so we're here in his in his den right in his workout zone and it's a pleasure to have you bro yeah my pleasure to be here i'm glad that we're finally doing it so man tell me what's going on right now man what's what are you up to? What's new? Oh man, um recently uh just went full time training. Yeah. Training people. Uh it's been my passion for a while. I mean I've been training people on the side since like high school, but uh recently I you know, the Lord put it on my heart to go full time. Uh I left my job and uh, this is what I do full time, man. I, I took a huge leap of faith, you yeah. know. I have a family, a wife, a daughter that I have to provide for. And right. so this was definitely a big risk to take. But um, I, I went with the Lord. Amen. You mentioned something. You said yeah. taking that leap of faith, you quit your job. Yeah. Now, to most people, that's a scary thing to do, oh, yeah. right? To to just go after your passion like that and just forego. And especially you have a lot at risk, definitely. right? You You are the head of the household. You have to take care of your your little daughter you got to right. take care of your wife so what kind of gave you that confidence to be able to say you know what i'm going to leave this 9 to 5 and i'm going to go after what god has put in my heart man i'm glad you asked because uh what does the scripture say it says my confidence come from the lord amen so uh i knew that i wasn't leaving my job alone i knew that the lord was before me yeah like i said this was something that uh was on my heart for a while mm-hmm. And um, I just kept praying on it, kept praying on it. Had brothers in the job, managers who would uh, encourage me to to do it, would pray with me uh, right there at the job place. And um, one day I was, I woke up and I said, "Man, you know, this has been on my heart for for a while now, and I know that it's God." Yeah. You know? And uh, I was speaking to a pastor one time, and he told me, uh, "If God gave you the vision, then He will give you provision." He will oh, provide. Come on. come on. And so, um, you know, I went all the way with it, man. And I, I took that leap of faith. Yeah. And like I said, I, I crossed over the bridge to the other side. And that bridge is the cross. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> come on. I went with the Lord. <laughs> you know we're going to be talking about God oh, yeah. here, man. Come on. That's right, man. It's, it's not just about fitness, but yeah. faith. Yeah. You know, how, do you, hand in hand. how do you incorporate that? How do I incorporate my fitness and faith? Right. Uh, well, um... I don't know, man, like, you know, everything, everything I do, you know, my strength, you know, it just comes from the Lord. Right. Uh, I, th- I like to think of exercising as, you know, like how we get stronger, we add more weight. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with our faith. Yeah. You know, uh, the same discipline we apply to mm-hmm. working out and, and with our nutrition and, and et cetera, that same discipline we should apply to faith. Yeah. You know, and so... You know, with each challenge, each and every time, you know, like I said, a workout gets easy. We add more weight on to keep challenging ourselves. Mm. The Lord does that mm. with with tests, with trials in our lives. Yeah. Um, you know, to make us stronger. Yeah. Now, what got you into the fitness world? Like, what what is it that 
you know, made it such a passion for mm. you that now it's your career, you know? Well, uh, my dad, mm. you know, I remember growing up as a kid and six years old, uh, going to the basement, seeing my dad just benching there, you know? Yeah. I even witnessed the bar getting stuck on his chest one time. Couldn't do nothing there to help <laughs> I him, I couldn't. Right? My mom was there struggling. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, nah, but, you know, ever since I was a kid and, and then my dad, you know, he'll, not just with weightlifting, but also, like, anything physical, you yeah. know, because we didn't grow up in a great area, mm. you know, grew up with a lot, a lot of drugs, alcohol, you know, he didn't want that for yeah. us, so he'll put, take me to boxing, you uh, know, put us in boxing, and, and uh, you know, just kind of stay active, Yeah, you know, I was a kid with uh, ADHD, mm. so I needed to burn that energy somewhere, Right, he didn't want me to burn it negatively, Wow, but, but positively by wow. putting us in sports and stuff yeah now i can say that from knowing you, <coughs> the discipline of boxing mm -hmm. is really evident in what you do now definitely that's very very clear so yeah. your dad instilled some some wonderful discipline. roots yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know since i was a kid and barely saw my dad yeah what are you doing dad where are you when mm. you come home i'm working mm. that work ethic yeah was always there yeah but one thing that i did not want for myself was to have, you know, exchange work, you know, for for family. Mm. You know, my dad worked so much that we barely saw him. Okay, you know? yeah. Um, I, and I don't want that for my daughter. Yeah. You know, I don't want to work so many hours a day yeah. where I, I don't see her. And you miss you miss those moments, exactly. right? Exactly. So how, how has it been like being a father, you know? Oh, yeah. And like you said, you, you something that you don't want to do that you've experienced when you were younger. So... How do you learn from that, and how have you learned from it, and how do you see that, you know, you get that balance? How do you do that? Um, so, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, I'm sorry. how do you get that balance between, you know, work and then family time? How do you, how do you make sure you balance it out? Well, that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know, uh, I guess... <laughs> yeah, I know because it's tough. Because you gotta cut that part out. <laughs> I know it's, it is tough to it balance is. it, you know, because I don't know. I, I work a certain amount of hours a week, and right, but also make sure that I set aside time yeah. for, for my family. Like Sundays, I don't, I don't work at all, yeah. you know. And uh, even though I know that, or like I think I may not make, you know, like ends meet or something. Mm -hmm. I just say, I just put my trust in the Lord, you know, right. and I'm like, you know, God will provide the rest of what I need. Right. So I don't, I don't solely depend on work. Mm. You know, I make sure that I definitely set aside some time for for family. Right. When that is, I, I don't know, like whenever I get the the chance, but I, I try to spend as much time as I can. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not even a father, man, but you know, <laughs> I I truly believe that you know family time. From my experiences with my family, I believe it's just even the smallest things, man. The littlest things, the littlest moments that you have with your daughter, you know, like, hey, let's go out for ice cream. You know, hey, let's do something. Let's go to the park. Let's walk around. You know, they, they cherish those moments, you know, those little little moments. Because I remember um, my father, you know, man of God, always doing the work of the Lord. Mm. And um, a lot of times where, you know, I was fortunate enough to see him even when he's doing his job, which is kingdom work, right? Amen. And um, not wanting to be there because I was young and, uh, you know, I, 
every young kid wants to do whatever they want, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to be in, engulfed in, I, I have to, you know, do what my dad's doing and this and that. We'd had no interest in that. And I know you could relate, yeah. right? So even that, you know, growing up and seeing like, yo, these moments were worth it, you know, and growing up now and, you know, when we were little, they're annoying, this and that, but, you know, it's it's these precious moments that matter in the long run, yeah. you know, and it's so great to hear that, bro. You know, I know you're a great dad, man, you know, I see it, you know, and it's by the grace of God, Definitely. right? It's by the grace of God. So that's awesome, bro. Um, to go off of what you said and, and, you know, right off the bat, we start this podcast and you can just see just God emanating through you, man, mm. just, just the glory of God. And you just can't right. help, but, but just flow with God. Every time you talk, the, the name of Jesus just flows. It has man. to, man. Yes, bro. So please, we want to know your story, man. How How is it? Because, you know, I've known you, right? i known that the day that I heard, you know, that you gave your life to the Lord, um, Randall called me and he told me. He was like, hey, you know, he's a Christian. I was like, what? And then I hear your brother, too, and then how your brother um, brought you to the Lord and it really, really helped you in that journey. But... I want to hear it from you, man, from beginning from to the, where you are now, man. From the day I was born. <laughs> yes. All right, let's go. Be a while. <laughs> we got time. So I grew up in a Pentecostal Christian family. You know, my, my grandparents came from Puerto Rico mm-hmm. when they were just in their early 20s, you know, seeking a better life. Um, what they thought was a better life, mm-hmm. you know. And really, they were treated badly. I hear my grandfather would tell us jobs, getting paid peanuts. Right. Grandma as well. But the the main reason they came here was to give us a better life, you know, for themselves, their kids, and future generations yeah. to come. And um, but the best thing that they could have done was instill in the family tree was Jesus Christ, man. man. Because you know, I I grew up like I said my entire life like knowing about the Lord. Mm-hmm. And my brother, you know, he was a Christian, Jonathan. My mom, my dad. Yeah. But my mom and dad got divorced, split up. So we stopped going to church, mm-hmm. you know, but my brother Jonathan, he would keep going up until, you know, still to this day, you know, he's he's walks with the Lord. Amen. Um but always praying for me, always talking to me about Jesus and I, I would say, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Then one day, you know, uh, I found myself in a difficult situation, and um, I was in a freshman in college, and I was feeling everything. Wow! Because I was partying, I was drinking, I was doing all kinds of stuff, and uh, yeah, I just felt like uh, there was like life was hard. Right. I even had thoughts mm-hmm. like of taking my own life. Wow! And I remember going to my mom's job, crying. You know. And uh, eventually one day my, my brother gave us another invitation, me and my, my girlfriend, which is my wife today. Amen. And, um, you know, we went to church, man, and, and, and I heard the gospel for the first time. Wow. You know, like I, like I said, I grew up in a Christian home, but to, growing up it was all about religion. Come on. Pentecostal. Come on. You know what I mean? Just Bible thumping, you know. Yeah. Over the head, you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah. Religion. And um, until I had my personal encounter with Jesus Christ, you know, the gospel that 
it's not of works, but it's faith in Jesus Christ, you know, that your sins would be wiped away. He would create a, a new man in you. And, um, you know, that day uh, I was there when, when they had the altar call, if anyone wanted to give their life to Jesus. Right. I remember I wanted to go, and uh, but I felt like a battle within me. And I closed my eyes, and I said, Lord, if you want me to give my life to you, have the pastor ask again. And uh, the pastor said, this is the last call. If anyone wants to give their life to the Lord wow. today, come up. And um, that's exactly what I did. I went up, and my girlfriend came up right behind me. So two lives were saved. Wow. You know, in that moment. And, uh, man, my life has changed since, you know. Have I followed the Lord uh, perfectly? No, because we're in this body, you know. Right, right. But everything my whole life is, is grounded on the name of Jesus. You know, I think about God every day. Yeah. It's not a day that goes by that I don't think about the Lord. It's everything. Everything has changed, yeah. you know. Now, you, you mentioned, um, <clears throat> I want to hit on two things that you said that were yeah. really important. You said that you were partying a lot. Mm and drinking a lot and for most people that looks like a great time right you know it looks like a, like you're having a blast you're in college you got no worries and yeah. you're, you're having a blast so what got you to the point of feeling like you wanted to take your own life well i felt like i was uh just living with no purpose you yeah. know and uh just doing the same thing every weekend kind of living a, a rat race lifestyle wow. going around around you know and um, something had to change, you know. And I knew that wouldn't have started unless I made that change. Now, now, what pulled you in to say the change has to be Jesus? Not, not you know, early on with, let's say, fitness or let's go back to boxing, right? Like, how did you know the calling for a change had to be in the, not in the church, I, w I don't want to say that, but in a relationship with Jesus? So, um, I don't know. I just, you know, always growing up. Yeah. Like I said, my grandparents would tell us that, that the Lord will be the one that fill in the void in your heart. Mm. You know, always, always talking to us about, you know, that God is the way, the yeah. truth, the life. But I would not have known that unless I, like I said, uh, taking the leap of faith. Yeah. Myself and what made my faith stronger in the Lord is many testimonies. I'll tell you one. Yeah. So, um, as you mentioned, I have a daughter, five years old, five years ago. My uh, my girlfriend, who's my wife today, um, we found out that she was pregnant. And um, we went to church, but, you know, like I said, I, not, I hadn't really experienced anything yet. Right. An encounter mm. with the Lord, except for when I gave my life to him. Yeah. And, um... I was in my room, and, you know, well, I, I skipped the part. Um, my girlfriend ended up pregnant, and we were going to do an abortion. Mm. Yeah, we were going to do an abortion, but like I said, I grew up in a Christian family household where that was it's not an answer. Right. But I, I didn't have nowhere to look. I was flunking college. She just started college. Yeah. I just dropped out. So I said, what am I going to do, like? I have no money to raise a kid, mm. no career to, nothing to support my girlfriend and the kid. What am I going to do? And um, 
I remember I, I just got on my knees and I started praying. And I said, uh, Jesus, like, if you're really who my family says you are, I need you to answer me. You're my only hope. Oh, man. And um, as I'm praying, I'm listening to a song by Chris Tomlin. You know, Chris Tomlin? Yeah. The song is called Sovereign. I didn't know what that word meant at the time, sovereign. Uh, now I know it means God is in control. Just like he is here in this podcast. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. But, uh, and at the end of that song, a verse from the Bible popped up. I'll never forget it. It was uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. Lean not on your own understanding. You know, my own understanding was I didn't have a career, nothing to offer a kid. Yeah. But acknowledge me in all your ways, and I will direct your paths. So he was telling me to trust in him. Acknowledge him, not put everything in myself. Yeah. But he, if I do so, he will provide. I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, and that's exactly what he did. Come on. You know, it wasn't just words. Like I actually lived it. Yeah. People would give us money without us asking. Rolled up twenty dollar bills. I'll go home, open it. Hundred dollars. Come on. My 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 dad's family would give us baby clothes, brand new with the tags on it. Um. You know, baby formula and people help God provided for like two years, man. Wow. So the word of God is alive. It wasn't just words. I knew it was him because I felt it right here. Yeah. It was too much of a coincidence to be one. Mm-hmm. You know, it was exactly what I needed yeah. in that moment. Yeah. So that made my faith even stronger. God. When I was starting this journey here, um, fitness journey, yeah. and I was about two weeks from leaving my job. I joined a mentorship program, and I invested eight thousand dollars in it. Mm. And um, and in this program, you know, they told me it was going to be a, you know, they're going to teach me mentorship about fitness, how to, how to conduct yourself as a businessman, and how to sales and all types of stuff. But it turned out to be a scam. Mm. It turned out to go totally against my morals. Wow. And um, you know. Long story short, I, I try to dispute the the charge. Yeah, and write a letter to the to the bank, mm-hmm. and they would deny it. And so they said it needed more proof. So one day I just wrote a letter at five in the morning. Me and my wife we prayed over the, the letter. We said, Lord, allow this letter to get into the right hands Amen. to help us pay off this debt because I don't have eight thousand dollars. Yeah, and and I don't want to pay for school. That's a class that's not gonna you know, teach me everything they said they would. Mm-hmm. And especially that's going to go against my morals. And, uh, you know, I kept praying, kept praying. One day I went to the bank. The bank says, uh, you know, uh, we received your letter and um, all debt is paid. Come on. You know, you don't have to worry about it. We're going we're gonna to wipe away the debt. Come on. And that's what I was praying about. Yeah. The night before I was praying about that, I felt like a weight lifted off of me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I felt like something just pulled right. out of me. I right. can't explain it. And I knew that was God. And like I said, the next day they said, oh, debt is paid. Yeah. So that's the God we serve, man. Amen. Amen. Name above his name. Come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come kinda, on. I'm kind of all over the place, but, you know. See, I would say we got to get him a mic so he start preaching, but you got one right there, <laughs> man. Ain't nothing holding you back. No, man. I'm not ashamed. That's right. Claim his name. That's right. What do you, what do you have, how do you now, yeah. 
you know, knowing the life that you used to live. Um, and I know that you are secure in, in your, you know, your walk with the Lord all by his grace. Obviously there's nothing that we can do on our own, but how is it that now you, um, influence those that you used to walk with? How, how is it that, how do you infuse not even your friends, but even your clients, right? The people that you're here with, because we are the light of the world, right? We're the city on the hilltop. How does that look like in your life? To my clients? To your clients, to your friends? Well, I mean, they definitely know, you know, that, that a change is happening, yeah. you know. Within the past two years, though, you know, I've, I've been definitely struggling with my walk with the Lord, but, you know, his name is, is always on my lips. Yeah. You know, like, it's it comes out one yeah. way or the other, you know, randomly. Come so on. I know that's the spirit, Yeah. You know? So, like, with my clients, every time we talk about something, somehow it leads to the Lord. Right. You know, a client, you know, whether they lost a loved one, it leads to the Lord. Yeah. They're going through a problem, it leads to the Lord. Naturally. Naturally. Another, the other day I was in L.A. Fitness. Uh, a kid, you know, telling me how he was, like, lost and didn't really know what to do with his life. You know, he, he kind of lost in his way as far as career-wise and everything. He said, what do you think I should do, man? Yeah. I could have said, oh. You know, listen to more motivational videos. Read a book. I said, give your life to Jesus Christ, man. I told him straight in his face. I looked at him. And he was like, yo. I said, yeah, give your life to Jesus, man. I said, I invite you to my church. Come over. Come on. You know, it's not about church either. I told him, I said, it's a, the relationship with God will come. Hear the gospel. Yeah. Hear all these people's testimonies, you know, the change that God has done in their life. I said, that is what you need first. You need God as the foundation of your life. Everything else will follow, yeah. right? That's yeah. what scripture says. Yeah. Seek the kingdom of God. Everything else will be added. You know, um, you, you mentioned that you for the past two years that you've been struggling. And, you know, oftentimes people believe that, you know, once you're a Christian, that, it, you know, everything is all right. You're perfect, <laughs> you know. And, you know, it's so funny to me, too, sometimes. I'll never forget when I became a believer and I went back and I hung out with some old friends. It's not that I didn't care for them. You know, I still love them, but now I'm, I'm different. Right. But I, I still love them. So I went to hang out with them and, um, you know, I was still fairly new. So I uttered a curse word. Right. Mm. And they're like, Oh man, I thought you were a Christian, you know? And I know so many Christians get that often, you know, like, Oh, I thought you were a Christian, man. You don't do that. You don't do this. But you know, oftentimes, whether you are just beginning your walk with the Lord, whether you have been flourishing for years, it is all by the grace of God. And oftentimes, you know, like you said, you've been struggling and so have I. But I listened to this message, right, and it impacted me. There was one thing that the man of God said. He said this. He said, God does not expect anything of you except for you to fail. Mm. And that's crazy. If you strip off everything, and I'm going to ask you about this because you mentioned religion, yeah. right, and relationship, and you also mentioned works. But if we strip off our works, right, let's say somebody does everything. They tithe in church, right? They read their Bible. They pray. They fast. They're on, they're, they go to Monday Bible studies, Wednesday everything. prayer nights, Sunday services, right, and they're serving the church. Let's say God strips off all of that, right? What is it that they have left? 
you don't have anything. You know, God does not expect anything of you because he knows you can't do it. You can't fulfill it. This is why Jesus came. Or else God wouldn't have never sent the Holy Spirit. He would have told the disciples, hey, you guys got it. I've been with you guys. But guess what? Peter walked with the Lord over three years. After those three years, he was lying. He was lying, denying, and just, it didn't seem as though anything changed, Mm -hmm. right? But this is the same Peter that was, while he was walking with Jesus, the only man besides Jesus to walk on water, right? But then at the end, he denies Jesus. But then later on, God makes him the man that he's supposed to be. So if somebody walked with the Lord and we're here as believers and we falter and we fall, you know, it's okay. Sometimes we're very hard on ourselves, right? And I truly believe that the mature Christian is the Christian that can say, I'm a failure. And all I can, all I have to offer is my failure to the Lord because that's all he can work with. Everything else we try to portray as if, you know, we're perfect and we got it all together. It's a lie, man. You know, one thing that I've heard you say on your podcast um, was that God is not looking for perfection, but yeah. progression. Come on. Yeah. You know, that's that's something that has stuck with me, you know, in my walk. You know, whether, you know, we try a little bit, you know. You know, we could try as much, though, like you said. Yeah. It's not of works. Yeah. That's any man should boast. Come on. It's just faith in Jesus Christ, John three sixteen. Yes. People read it. It goes over their head. They need to read it. Give us, give us the revelation of that, man. I, I want to grasp. You want me to come say on. the verse? John <laughs> yeah. three sixteen. Yeah. For God so loved the world yes. that he gave his only begotten son. Come on. That whoever believes in who? Him. Mm. Not in yourself. Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe in the works of Christ. Yes. The works of the cross, the blood shed. You will have eternal life if you do. And you know that verse too, John three sixteen, John three seventeen is is amazing as well. Mm. It said, "But God sent His Son to, to come into the world, not to judge the world, mm. but that the world may be saved through, through him. him." Yeah, man, not to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. And there's only mm. one name, man. You you mentioned it often, over and over yeah. again. There's only yeah. one name. So even while we're on this. Religion and works, you know, I always love to ask every believer this because I feel like every, you know, we're, we're all kingdom minded and we're all, you know, running this together. Right. But what, what is it that God has also showed you that, you know, has been difficult for you to, um, to grasp? I know, for example, let me break that down for me. It, it used to be, I used to have too much grace or too much faith, you know, sometimes be like, oh, you got to work, you got to work, you know, you got to do the things of God, or like too lenient, like, oh, God's got you, you know, everything's, what is a a stumbling block in your walk that has like hindered you sometimes, or has made it difficult for you often, anything from, whether it's a, you know, something that you you struggled with, that you've overcome, that you can help somebody with? It was definitely, um, too much works. Mm. Always, uh, always trying right. to earn something that can't be earned. Right? Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. It's Whoa. a free gift. Oh, say that again. I never heard that. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Whoa. Right? God wow. demonstrated His love for us, and that while we were still sinners, 
Christ died for us. So Jesus paid the price. Yeah. You know, he, like I said, he, he did the works. You know, we no longer have to do anything. Mm -hmm. So it was always, you know, like I said, growing up in a Pentecostal family, yeah. it was always, you have to do this. You got to read your Bible so many times. You got to study. You got to pray. You got to fast. You got to go to this many services. Right. You got to do this many Bible studies. You know, it was all, it was a, it was a lot. And I think that's what definitely became a stumbling block for me. Yeah. You know, at a point where it was no longer from my heart, but more so from from a religious standpoint. Yeah. But um, you know, I took took a step back. You know, I was even preaching in the prisons with brothers. Oh wow. Yeah. I took a step back, and um, I stopped preaching in the prisons because I felt like you know I was a prisoner Ooh. myself. Speak on that, man. Yeah, you know, like I said, I was there at the church. I'm sorry, at the prison, preaching, but I, but the message was for me first. Wow. You know, I definitely needed to hear that message. And so, um, yeah, man, you know, uh, I thank God, though, that, you know, he allowed me to take a step back and reflect. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've been struggling, but slowly but surely it's coming back on his time. Mm-hmm. You know, I so said a lot of people think too that, that when they leave the Lord, when they leave the Lord, uh, that they um, they come back whenever they want. No, yeah, it's, it's not our time; it's His time. Amen. So, you said you stopped doing that, right? You stopped going to prisons because you even felt like a prisoner yourself. Yeah. What freed you? from your own prison? What freed me from my own prison? As you, you know, took that step back. Yeah, man, like I said, there's a lot of reflecting. Mm. You know, uh, maybe I wasn't spending that much time with the Lord, you know, more, you know, praying, praying, but more so for a, for a lot of other people, you know, okay. and reading the word to study. But it, it was, it wasn't like, I was doing it for, for me. It was more so so I could do it for the work, uh, you know. I, I didn't have my own relationship with the Lord. Right. So I was kind of losing my first love. I see. You know, and so I had to stay, take a step back, you know. And, um, you know, I, during that time of taking a step back, you know, I, I stopped doing everything, though. Stop reading the Word. Uh -huh. Stop praying. Stop going to church. I even got tattoos. I didn't have that. <laughs> I didn't have none of that. I always joke around. <laughs> you know, I always joke around. I'm like, the first time I saw the tattoo on his arm, <laughs> I was like, hey, man, how's that sit on your arm? <laughs> you know, all jokes, though. All jokes. Oh, man. definitely. Man. I, you know, now that you bring that up, this is a good. Oh, yeah. It's a good topic to talk about. Definitely. You know? Tattoos. Yeah. And um, I know you felt really bad when oh, you, yeah. when you got it. After a couple, you know, a couple of days after you got Another it. Another day after. Yeah. The, the day right after. As, I, as, as I was doing it. As you were doing it. Because I know it didn't come from a good place. Mm. It mainly came from from um, rebellion. Because I was kind of angry at the church religion. Wow. Kind of rebelled, you know. Um, that's why. I, I That's where all my tats came from. Now. I don't think they're bad. Yeah. But they can become bad, you know, depending on 
like I said, the the motive behind it. Okay. So the purpose of why. Yeah. Why you're doing it. Yeah. Wow. I, I did not know that you, you had, you know, some church hurt. Oh, yeah. Wow, man. Like I said, I grew up in a strict Pentecostal So when you, when you say that, you're referring to, um, like, because I know some churches said no makeup. Yeah, no, no makeup, no eyebrows. You doing? No right? eyebrows. Nope. Or no makeup on your eyebrows. The, the, yeah, like, can't, so the, the women can't do their eyebrows. Oh, because you have No me piercings. At, you had me at eyebrows. I thought they had to <laughs> shave their eyebrows. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, you can't have, couldn't have your beard. Oh, can't wow. Can't have a beard. You know, uh, the men, you have to wear long sleeves all year round. Long shorts. Can't have shorts above your knee. Listen. The women, skirts to, to the ankles or below knee. Covered up to the neck. It was a lot of religion. You know, and, and, and I kind of did it to kind of prove a point mm. in a way. that where, Look, even though I did this, God still loves me, man. Wow. And he does. Know, but um, you know, within the past year and a half, you know, I, I returned back to my church. Like I visit once in a while, and a lot has changed. You notice my pastor more loving, mm. not so much about religion and the, you know the doctrine and, and clothing. Yeah, you know, a couple guys have beards now. Well, you know, um, some some guys that wear short sleeves. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have piercings, tats, yeah. whatever. You know, it's, it's more about relationship. You know, yeah. when I went back to church, I, I told my pastor, because he is someone that I look up to right. as, a, as a leader. And I said, uh, I said, Pastor, you know, look, uh, I did a tattoo. I feel really bad about it. He was like, that's the past, man. He was like, he said, God still loves you. Mm-hmm. And he hugged me. Did you expect that from him? I did not. I expected him to be kind of disappointed. But he received me with love, the love of God. Wow. And he hugged me really tight, man. I, I started crying. I felt the presence of the Lord through him. And uh, it was almost as if I felt like the Lord hugging me, you yeah. know. And like I felt, I was like, man, if this guy kind of receives me with this love, imagine God. Come on. You know, and, and, and I, so that, that love kind of brought me back. Yeah. And like I said, I, I can't leave that, that feeling. The world cannot offer that feeling. I've never yet to this day feel that that fulfillment that I get when I when I am in the Lord, when I read my word, when I pray, when I listen to worship music. I feel things that that the world cannot give me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. It's deep stuff, brother. It's it spiritual. Is. It is. It is. And um about like you know, the, the religion and how so many, um, people, you know, I truly believe that people drift away from the Lord and they want nothing to do with church because of certain things like that. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult because I truly believe the way that, you know, church was back then, it was a lot of religion, but also mixed in with tradition. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, and that tradition has carried over for so many years, yes. right? Like, um, for example, I, w- I was speaking to my parents, right? And it's not that I was, like, upset with the Lord. Yeah. But I had some questions. questions. Right. Yeah. I had some questions about tradition, you know? Like, 
I'm going to throw this out there because this podcast is real. We keep it real. We keep it on it. That's right. Yeah. So casting lots, right, mm. in the Bible. You know, it's it's written in the Bible when they when they want to figure something out, when they want to hear the voice of God, they cast lots, right? And casting a lot um, is like you have dice, right? And you're like, okay, if it lands, let me, let me more simple. Coin, a coin, right? Heads or tail, right? So heads would be like, God says yes, right? And tails will be like God says no. So they flip a coin. They, they ask like, Lord, do you want him to be our next disciple in the group, right? If it goes on heads, God says yes, tails no, right? And they would cast lots, and that's the way that they would make the decision. Mm. So I, I was thinking about that, right? And I was reading and I was doing research and it came to the point that it's like casting lots are evil now, right? They're demonic. And I get it was in the Old Testament, but then I also saw it in the New Testament, right? right? Figuring out who the next disciple is going to be. So I was like, God, when did it shift over to being demonic? Like, because these men of God were doing it, right? Because oftentimes, I'll never forget, I was, I was questioning God. I was like, I feel like sometimes I'm praying and you don't hear my prayers. Yeah. You know, like I'm praying, I'm talking to you. And like, I hear testimonies. This one comes up and he, you know, it's like, God answered my prayer, man. I've been praying for this. God answered this. And then boom, God, answered, boom. And I'm like, God, listen, we are all people of flesh. We are all sinners. You can't tell me this one's better than, than that one or this one's better than this one. And the Bible is clear. It says God has no favorites. Yeah. But in my heart, I felt like sometimes like, God, you, you must have some favorites. Oh. <laughs> because, uh. you know, and it's just keeping it real, yeah. man. You know, and I was just ha talking to my parents about this, and they were like, these are good questions. These are good things that you can ask the Lord about, that you should ask the Lord about. And tradition has made it seem like you're wrong for even asking God such a question. Mm. Like, how dare you talk or ask God about that? You know, like, the answer that churches give often is like, oh, it's the way that God does it. Don't question it. It just is. Yeah, like, they always refer back to Job. Mm. Job is, like, asking God all these questions. And God's like, where were you when I created the foundations of right, this world? Right, right. You know? Right. But I believe God is such a loving God, right, yeah. that he'll still give us that He answer. will still give us that answer. And um, I believe tradition has made it feel like we can't cross over that bridge to ask God these tough or... Um, restricted questions that we shouldn't ask God, but he's the creator of the universe and he's my father. Yeah. How am I a son? And I don't Can't. feel secure to ask him all these questions, right. right? Like, you know, for example, LGBT, right. Mm. And, you know, asking some people say, Oh, people are born gay. Right. Or no, people become gay because of, um, you know, something that has happened at a younger age, right? But how often have we, like, asked God about that, right? Like, God, like, the, are these spirits behind this? You know, oftentimes we, f we feel like we already know the answer, right? Or, like, it's already there, right? But, like, like I feel like why can't we just, it's our Father, man. Like, we, ask him. you know, just ask him. Just ask him these questions, right? Like, God, I want to know this, this about this. You know, I want to know that, that, that. And this is when tradition is just so demonic, man. Like, even 
Jesus attacked the Pharisees because he was like, you guys are saying that you don't have enough money to give to people because you're going to give that money to God. Like your mom and dad ask you for money yeah. and they're like, no, we're going to give that to the Lord. Yeah. Like, that what I have is for the Lord. Right. And then my, my pastor spoke on that one time. Yeah. Like they said, the parents will come ask for money. Oh no, all that I have is for the Lord. Yeah. And then when their parents will walk away, they'll say a word and now it's theirs again. Mm. It's not the Lord's anymore. Right. You know, all these things, traditions. And from that time, it has carried over, right? And and to just, to just, if we are truly, you know, children of the Lord and, you know, we believe that God loves us and he is our father, man, ask questions. You know, don't let tradition, like tattoos, right? Ask the Lord. Some things, you know, it's like, um, I know we have the spirit and the Holy Spirit gives us answers already, but Man, listen, I'm the type sometimes, I'm, Lord, come on. Give me, right. give me, you know, give me another confirmation. <laughs> you know? And sometimes I get it. Sometimes you can, ha- you can ask too, it, much, yeah. too much and then it becomes disobedience, right? When you're, when you're. There's like clear answers when, when you yeah, keep asking. And you keep asking, right? But that's not even <clears throat> what I'm referring to. Just the fact that the open um, way that we have to be able to come to God, the Bible says, that come boldly to the throne of grace, right? Come boldly. Yeah. Like, sometimes we're just so timid. Like in even in our in our prayer time with God, we're just you know we're just so scared. Like you ever seen? You ever notice like sometimes how you might be praying? Like I noticed that I took a step back and I was like, yo, my prayers sound traditional. Like they're not even from the heart. Sometimes. Yeah. I ju- definitely. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Fall victim to that. Uh huh. Yeah, like when I pray, just start off my prayers like how I've been taught to. Yeah. You know, um, but like it really wasn't from my heart. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like that, uh, that our Heavenly Father prayer, mm-hmm. you know, kind of starting with that. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't really from the heart. And it brings me back to when Jesus was talking about saying, uh, you know, you believe your prayers are going to get answered because you keep repeating Right, the same thing yeah. over and over again. Mm. And it's like we we still do that. Right. And like every day it comes in with the same stuff. Right? right, right. And and you know, it's not even bad to come in, right, with, with any same requests or anything, right? But because we have to keep seeking, keep knocking, right? Yeah. But like those heart prayers, man, from the heart. Like I'm like we're like we're here like this, right? And we're talking. You know, there's a pastor that says when he's talking to God, what he does, he, he pulls up his chair to sit down and he pulls up another chair. And he believes that God, that Jesus is sitting right there. And he talks to him like he's a friend, yep. pours out his heart. He says, hey, you know what? I was reading this, this, that. And, you know, I don't get what you said in that. You know, I don't really get it. I, I hear it a lot, but I don't get it. And it's so open. He said so many revelations have come to him by just keeping it real, by just being real. You know, it's so important in this. I say that because in this generation, it's not the Billy Grahams and the Benny Hams. They're going to go like Benny, Billy Graham is gone. He's with the Lord now. All these great men of God, they're going to go home with the Lord. It's going to be you and me and all why, the others. Here's a question. Why do you think they're going to go with the Lord? Is it because of their works? No, 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 their faith. Their faith in in, 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 in right. the Lord, right? Their faith in Jesus. 
you know? But I say that because it's going to be you and me that have to carry this gospel, yeah, right? But it's also our duty to make sure that, you know, religion, religion is not. It's not carried on. No, it, it, it can't. It's, it's about relationship with yeah. the Lord. And that doesn't mean that we, t- we make light of sin. Absolutely yeah. not. Like no. Peop- like people, some people say, oh, I have my own relationship with God. Yeah. You know, I, I do what I want in God, you know. What does that mean to you? So when people say that, yeah, I'm like, well, I mean, if you have your own relationship with God, then your you know your life will kind of reflect it, because mm. it says that by your fruits they will know you. Yeah, you know, as a believer, and you know if you're out there kind of doing what everyone else is doing and indulging in mm. iniquity, and yeah, do you really have a relationship with God? Jesus said, "He who loves me obeys my commands." Yeah, so. And like I said, we're not going to do it perfectly. Yeah. Right? We will sin. Of course. But do we live a life of sin? No. You know, we're not supposed to live in it. Yeah. You know, if we're true followers, believers of the Lord, and just that that is for me right now, you know? Yeah. God's speaking to me. See, a uh, Christian, I always say this, a <coughs> Christian is not sinless but does sin less because yeah. now you know you have the knowledge. Exactly. Right. It's worse for him. Who? Knows. who? That's a sharp one, man. <laughs> I think we're going to be judged more we will. because we know. Yeah. Cuz cuz the more you know is more expected. Yeah. You know. Not that God expects like I said God expects the only thing he expects is our failure but we have to be open to that, right? You serve him because you love him, you don't serve him because of religion and and rules, right? It's like he said to the uh, to the adulterous woman, he said go and sin no more. Mm. He wasn't saying you're not going to sin again. Yeah. But he was saying, "Don't live that life of sin anymore." Right, right. Don't don't practice it. Yeah, you know? you're right to practice sin is to do it every day. Yeah, right. Yeah, repetitive, repetitive. I can't even pronounce the word. <laughs> Repet- repetitively. Yeah, tongue twister. <laughs> right, man. I want to talk real quick um, about marriage. Now, you got married at at a very young age. Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. And your wife was how old? She was 20. 20, okay. So being married at a young age like that, man, I know um, obviously the enemy doesn't like union. Definitely not. He doesn't like union. Especially at that age. Yeah, because you're very young. Yeah. You're very young and, uh, um, you know, everybody at that age, they just want to live their life. They want to do whatever they want to do, right? But, man, how, how has you know, everything been like some gems that you can give to us that are maybe on our way to getting married. Those that are still single, but, um, want to honor the Lord and everything that we do. What are some gems that you can give? Like being married at so, such a young age and, and, you know, to today. So uh, definitely some advice I can give is, um, love your wife as you love yourself, you know, cause, um, it's like the word of God says, you know, we have to love our wives like Christ Yeah, loves the church and gave his life for it. You know, it doesn't mean that you cannot have your, your own dreams, your, you know, your desires, but, but, you know, you have to run it by your wife. Right. right? Make sure she's okay with it. You guys are now one. Communication is key. Always talking about the things that are bothering you. Yeah. The struggles. Being honest with one another. Right, you you can't keep certain hurts and pains within yourself. Mm. 
you know, whether it's something that the other partner is not doing, you know, you guys got to communicate about yeah. everything. Date each other, always. Wow. Like, every time you date each other, you will feel like it's the first day you met. You'll feel like high schoolers, high schoolers again. Date you know what I mean? each like, other. That's, I mean, that's at least how, how we feel. Um, yeah. You know, uh, set aside time with the Lord, you know. Yeah. Like, one-on-one time with, with God. Um, do everything together, you know. But, yeah, I say definitely the the two biggest gems, the, the major major keys is, like I said, communication and spending uh, time alone yeah. with each other, whether it's a date, whether it's reading the word together, Whatever it is, you yeah. know. Do you do you feel like um, being married at such a young age that it has, um, you know, I, I know it's definitely impacted the man that you are today oh, because yeah. marriage is such a big deal. Yeah. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Amen. She was a wife before I met her. Oh, come on. You know, it says he who finds a wife doesn't say find a girlfriend and turn into a wife. No, she has to be wifey material already. Come on, talk to talk to the fellas real quick, man. So, fellas, make sure that before you marry her, that she wifey type. You know what I mean? Like, That's you better right. you better make sure she could cook for you, she take care of you. Yeah. You know, you know that she could take care of your your child. Yeah. You know, don't go after all the the, the hot chicks. You know, there's always gonna be one that looks better than yours. Mm. Like I said, find the ones worth worth it. Yeah. You know. You know? Shout out to Andrea. I love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this guy got me, got me my emotions. It got me my feelings. But yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. You know, and especially having, you know, having a good head on your shoulders as you do. You know, I know that you're, it, it takes a mature man to make such a decision yeah. and, and say, you know what? Listen, like, this is, this is it. And this is what I choose. Definitely, man. Uh, like I said, though, if it were not for my faith, though, mm. I would not. We would not be together. Yeah. You know, I have I've had my my downfalls. Yeah. But because the Lord is our foundation, Amen. we remain grounded. Yeah. You know, some things may be, you know, uh, broken. You know, uh, some our marriage, our house, yeah. our union, maybe kind of. You know, under attack. Yeah, or, under yeah. attack, you know. But our foundation remains. Come on. You know, and when we rebuild, we rebuild stronger. Yes. And that's because the Lord is our foundation. He's a good-looking guy. So, you hear that? <laughs> Stay away. Your wife, your wife, his wife knows boxing, too. <laughs> I taught her a little bit. My daughter knows more. Ah. Man, yeah. One day she cracked me in the eye, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I was messing with her, my, her, her mom. I'm like, come here. In the morning, all I see is a little fist coming over. Bam! I'm like, whoa. <laughs> she got it from you. You know where she got I it? I was from? like, dang, that was a good hook, man. <laughs> oh, man. I want to get into more things. Hey, we'll be right back. Stay with us. So, with everything right now, you know, this is. Um, God has blessed you with, you know, over the years, I've, as you know, I was talking to you before we even started recording, but you were telling me about how God has been just blessing you, right? And God has, you know, you've seen his, his hand 
working in your life. So as, you know, the Bible says not to worry about tomorrow, but man, it's important to, to see yourself of where you want to be, right? Your goals, your, your desires, right? So in a couple years from now, where do you see yourself and what do you feel is the motivation that's going to fuel your desires and your goals moving on? Yeah, definitely. Uh, with this facility here that we're doing the podcast and uh, it's not mine, but I am a partner here. Yeah. You know, I, I, I pay, you know, monthly uh, rent here, but uh, it's definitely a facility where, you know, it has its advantages. Yes. Where we can do stuff like this. Right. You know, uh, I could train my clients, give them private sessions. You know, I'm not training them in LA Fitness anymore. No. So definitely, you know, my, my future goal is to open up my own gym. Mm. You know, have my own facility. Right. Train my clients, you know, one on one. Sorry about that. You know, and uh you know, just have something I can say is is mine, you know, yeah. and uh so that's definitely a goal and what drives me every day, you know, is obviously my daughter, my wife. You know, shout out to y'all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my why, man. And, uh, you know, growing up in the struggle. Yeah. You know, growing up in, you know, New Brunswick, Somerset area, mainly New Brunswick area with my cousins. And, you know, just not so much of a great area for kids to grow up in. You know, gangs, guns, drugs, yeah. all the bad stuff. You know, the struggle. Um, you know, my mom, when we were kids growing up, sleeping in a basement, one bedroom in the basement, four brothers, and my mother, you know, sleeping on the floor. Wow. Cockroach infested, wow. you know, and, um, so, you know, I remember we, then we then moved to an attic, and in the summer it was hot in the attic, you know how it is oh, in the man. attic. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then in the winter, no hot water, you know, just taking baths with cold water. Going in the fridge as a kid, hungry. Wow. All you see is there's a couple things in the fridge: eggs, salami. You know the bare necessities. I'm glad for that, but just barely having anything, you know. And then just growing up, and my dad, like I said, putting us in boxing. I remember one day coming back home from the boxing gym, and they had just turned off our electricity mm. in the summer. We oh. had no AC. It was hot, man. Our, our food. You know, our refrigerator is electric. All the food going bad. Oh, man. My dad had to buy, like, ice packs and a cooler to keep our food, you know, nice and cold and put it in the cooler. And then and in the winter, no heat. I remember him boiling water and and putting the vent from the, from the, um, from the microwave above the stove to kind of blow the heat so that we can get wow. warm. Sleeping on the floor again, you know. Just those moments right there, that's that's my why. That's what keeps me hungry. You know, like my brand here, yeah. AS Fitness. Always stay fit, but always stay hungry. Yeah. The foundation of this business is a lion, you know, which represents God. Amen. But also, a lion is always hungry, yeah. you know. He's always on, on that, striving for to eat. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that represents me, man. You know, I'm, I'm hungry, and I want a better life for me, for my family. And like I said, future generations to come. Mm -hmm. Family, like I said, came from Puerto Rico. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? You know, and just not having anything, you know. And 
they didn't know English, you know, it was a struggle for them. And uh, this is not just for me. This is for them. Come on. This is for my father, Come on. who I told that day we lost our electricity. He hugged me. He cried. And he says, son, I'm sorry. I can't provide for you the way that I should. Yeah. You know? And, um, you know, this is for my dad. I want to I wanna be able to take him in, take care of him like he did for me all these years. You know, and and then future generations to come. Right. My daughter, my princess. You know, she 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 doesn't deserve to struggle. Yeah. So every time I lift the weight, every time I work out, you know, it's like the Rock said, I'm, I'm. It's not just a bar. It's my anxieties. It's my hope. Yeah. You know, it's my dreams. It's, it's everything, man. It's, this is bigger than me. Yeah. You know, I'm lifting up my whole family tree on my back. Come on. All the way from Puerto Rico, man. Wow, you know, and and all my boys with me, you know. Yes, we all going up. That's right, all of us. That's right. And so you know, that's that's my why, man. That's what keeps me grounded. That's what keeps me hungry towards my goals. But my goals are bigger than fitness. My goals are to inspire the young generations out there. That um, you know, they they too can aspire to be something great, be a motivation. Yeah, you know, and, and like I said, do it for their family and future ones to come. So man, that's that's awesome, bro. That's awesome, and and God is gonna make that happen. Yeah. You know, the Praying Bible says, it, it, the Bible. There's one quote, oh, man. Yeah. I'm gonna give this right Word to of you. Word God's man. truth. Yes, it says that God places the desires right in our hearts, right, but He directs our steps. Yeah, and that's that's what's gonna happen, man. Yeah, you know, those desires in your heart, God is gonna direct your that's steps. Right. Like like talking on that, uh, like I mentioned earlier. Kid asked me to in the gym where I see myself three to five years. Yeah, I told him what I told you here. You know, I see myself with my own gym. Yeah, you know, but it's it's not a clear goal because, like you said, God gives us our desires, but He determines our steps. Right. So, I'm I'm I have my goals. Mm -hmm. I have these plans. You know, there, but but uh, but I also want to do what God asks me to do. Amen. Amen. So if it's not open up my own gym. You know, I don't know. Whatever God wants me to do, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, you know, like that's that's what He put us here for. Yeah, work for Him. Yeah, you know, man, I love that. You're so you're s surrendering it all to yeah, Him. Yeah, man, bro. that's all glory to God, bro. Like, man. literally, like I said, that's what fuels me every day. It's God, my family, sure too, friends. Always stay hungry. Yeah, man, that's what fuels sure. me, man. I love that. Defines who you are. It really defines who you Definitely, are. Definitely, man. That's that's one thing. When I was creating this brand, I wanted to define me. Yeah. Not just me. Like I said, everyone else who wears this shirt. Yeah. Not anybody can just wear this shirt. And we're gonna put the link in for that at the bottom yeah. of this description. And yeah. if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, I'll put that in there also, so you guys can check that out, yeah. check that merch, and get it as well. Definitely. But yeah, yeah. not everybody can wear this. You have to be hungry. Come on. You heard you it. You gotta wanna at least be fit. Right? There's one exception. You heard it. So before <laughs> you order, make sure you you you're prompted to those. I hope you're hearing this, Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Randall. I know Randall's hungry. Yeah. You know, and he's fit. Sexy guy. <laughs> man, listen, before we head out of here, man, I want you to give a word mm. to those coming up, right? Those 
children, those in the next generation, even in our generation, right, that don't feel motivated, they feel down, whether they're, you know, Christian or not, you know, they, they feel down, they're not motivated, they need that hunger. Thank God you have your why, right? Yeah. And I know many people don't have their why. They don't, yeah. they don't even have that passion or desire. So, man, what do you have to say to anybody that feels that way? Well, you said it right there, you know, find your why, right? That is what will keep you grounded. That's what will keep you hungry, you know, and, and, and never let anybody else try to shoot down your dreams. And you're not meant to tell everyone your dreams, your visions, mm. because God didn't give it to them. He gave it to you, right? He gave you that vision. And like I said before, if he gave you that vision, he will give you provision. He will provide. You just need to take that faith you know, that leap of faith, jump, and uh, don't be afraid to fail because, you know, there is no such thing as failing, right? The only time that you will fail is if you don't try. Don't be afraid. What do you have to lose? You know what I mean? If you're already, if your back's already against the wall, how much, you can't go anywhere else but forward. So just just go ahead. Go for it, man. Don't Don't be afraid. And, and and know that you're not going alone. Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord to come with you. You know, and and give it 110%, man. Don't, oh, man, there's not enough words that can describe what I feel right now. Come on. I come always on. wanted to tell someone out there, if you're listening, you know, like, don't don't be afraid to, to, to give your dreams a try. Like I said, I left my job. I didn't know it was on the other side, but I thank God I did because what I've experienced in one month, I wouldn't have known that unless I took the leap of faith. And so many people were telling me, no, don't do it, don't do it. Why would you leave your job or security, a set amount of money you're making every month? Because it's not my passion. It's not what God put in my heart. I was born for something greater than a nine to five. Born to inspire people out there in the world, change people's lives, you know, whether it be through fitness. And like I said, if the door opens to talk about faith, I'm, I'm best believe I'm going right through that door, whether it's a crack, I'm, I'm going through there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, man, just don't be afraid. Man. Don't be afraid to take that faith, that leap of faith. Bro, it's such a pleasure having you on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Yeah, man, if on you can it. just. Pray us out, man. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I would love that. Your Heavenly Father, you know, we're joined here before you, Lord. You say, well, there's two or three in my name. There you are in the midst of us, Lord. So I know that you are here taking over this conversation. The majority of this podcast was to do with you, Lord, and we wouldn't have it any other way. So we thank you, God, for your presence, for your spirit. Thank you for your filling of the spirit, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, for our salvation that is not of our own doing, but through faith in Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord. I pray over my brother Kevin that you continue to blessing this movement of his. Father, this is something great he has going on. And not only is he doing it for himself, for a better future, but, but for your glory, Lord God. And that is just the biggest thing here. And Lord, yeah, just, you know, Pray, Father, that this message inspires whoever it is out there, Father God. And we just thank you for this opportunity. 
and, and to be in your presence, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed that episode, make sure you subscribe for future episodes and feel free to rate and review. For more information and ways to support, check out our website at abreathwithbrefo.com.